Hello. And holy shit, my name is Adam. And I'm Melissa. And this is Below Freezing, a podcast in which we talk about films that have a Rotten Tomatoes score of 32% or less. And fuck, we're here. We did it. We made it. (laughs) We are... We're talking about a movie that demands recognition. And uh, there was no way that we could do it with just the two of us. And so... We we went we went to the the catacombs of who we've we've worked with before. We were like, who is the right person to come on this demented, <laughs> perverted, psychotic, violent journey with us? And the first name that came to mind, the one name, the there only, was only name one, was uh was 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 Grant Z. Grant, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for the compliment. I guess. <laughs> Um, but I'll take it. Uh, and, and listen, any reason to talk about this movie in long form is um, is fine by me. I am very excited to talk about this movie. And I I forget what episode it was. Oh no, it was Blank Check. That's right. There's so we we talk about like who picked the film and why. I think it was sort of a joint pick because we were talking about how informative Blank Check was for me as a as a youth. But maybe not nearly as informative as, as Color of Night was. And then Melissa was like, you saw Color of Night when you were a kid. I was like, not really, but kind of. And so, um, and that's. Yeah, you, you, catch, you catch clips. Yeah. You find a way to catch clips. Yeah. And also, the, the movie nerd in me was just proud that I, we own this. We own a boutique label, Kino, Lur, Kino Lorber, um, which includes the theatrical and the director's cut. And I, you watched the director's cut, am I right? Yes, I watched the uh, two-hour and 20-minute version. There you go. Of course. The one that yeah. Richard Rush wanted us to watch. <laughs> this is, yeah, I mean, one of, one of the few moments where the director's cut is actually probably better. I haven't seen the theatrical cut, but I'm, I don't know. If, uh, uh, did you, Adam? Did you watch it? That, that might have been something I watched again in my youth. Uh, but okay. no, we, we, we stuck with the director's cut for, for this, this conversation. You need to. It, it, I I don't know what it takes out, but it's there's a lot. There's what was what's the other cut? Was it two hours? Uh, yeah, the other cut is just right, like right about two hours, 122 minutes. I can't imagine. I, I don't know what 20 minutes they would take out of this thing. You know, part of what they took out is Bruce Willis's Willie. That's part of what they Aww. took out. But well, eh, come on, just let it let it flop around. I let it ride. I know, let it go. <laughs> um, yeah, why not? So we always talk about what we drank to get through it. Uh, so, so Grant, I, I hear you've got some kind of thematic related cocktail over there. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, um, I got home from work today. And I was like, oh, shit, I need something. Um, and I had some I had some black rum, I had some Bacardi black rum in my in my freezer. <laughs> oh, um, I had some ginger ale. And um, and so I and then if you're asking why it's red, because it is red. Um, I put a, um, a cherry, uh, otter pop in there. I was going to say, thank you for telling me what color it was because I only see gray. Oh, oh, there it is. Right. There it is. So it's, a, which, it is which of a, course it, that leads us to the next question of whose death did you see recently <laughs> to where you've shifted now where you don't see red anymore? Yeah. yeah. No comment. What, what, no comment. What, right. what traumatic death? Yeah, I just I just saw some roadkill on the side of the road, and all well, of a sudden, you know, I just we did can't see we did move across country. There was plenty of that. I don't think I've seen as many dead deer 
in my life as I did moving from Washington to Michigan. There, I bet. Yeah. Gosh, and it had to be. It was there were so many, but there were a few bad ones, and of course, those were the ones that my four year old turns her head to happen to look out the window to Jesus see at that Christ. moment. I'm just like, ah, yeah, great, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, just throw, uh, just throwing Bambi. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Melissa, now you are sticking with with a go to. You're sticking with a rose. Yes. But the brand. Yes. What's the brand? Stella Rosa. Stella Rosa, of course, little okay. unintended shout out to our child who could care less yeah. about that. But but you know that's <laughs> that's for us. Yep. So. <laughs> and then so I'm I'm drinking so I got a variety pack, um, Goose Island Beer Co., which I believe is somewhat local. Uh, looks like it's Chicago, Illinois, which is close-ish. Mm. Um, <laughs> I am drinking their Tropical Imperial IPA. Now, I didn't know that beer had ABVs this high. I am drinking, this is a 9.9. .9. Oh yeah, oh, it, when, when, you see, when you see Imperial, you know you're in for a good time. I, you know, I was explaining this to Melissa the other day that one of my favorites was a double IPA and it was the 8.4 and I thought that was high. This thing is, is we are gonna get, listen, we're, this is all gonna. This is gonna be our group therapy session. Oh yeah. So I might have to leave to go get a refill. <laughs> Just saying, because Adam didn't bring the bottle down here. I did not. I'm. I'm sorry about that. Ugh. Um. Okay. So, who made this movie? Who's in this movie? A uh, 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 gentleman by the name of Richard Rush directed this movie. Now, he really hasn't made all that much. I did clock that he was nominated uh, for best director and screenplay for a movie called The Stuntman, which came out in 1980. Um, it was a movie that Peter O'Toole of Lawrence of Arabia and all other fame uh, also was nominated for, but that was in 1980. His career didn't do much since then, and after, and after this movie, he's, he's pretty much persona non grata and we, and we can talk, I'll talk a little bit about that later. Okay, and then so, in this cast, man, there, I, I, I pulled some things for each of the people in it because there are just there are just so many people in this movie. So, so Bruce Willis leads as Doctor Bill Kappa. Um, so for for where he is in his career, this is actually the movie that comes out the same year that Pulp Fiction does. Huh. Um, yep. And basically, like post Die Hard Two, Bruce Willis isn't making good decisions with his career he's not doing very good movies they're not making a lot of money i would actually say that this is like the bottom of like like he is almost on the way out in a way and then pulp fiction color of night couldn't keep bruce willis down i think is what i'm trying to say <laughs> now good things happen when you when you start a tarantino movie yes yes a yeah. lot of people have uh, have taken some uh some great leaps in their careers by working with tarantino <laughs> a woman named jane march uh, plays Rose, uh, also Richie, also Bonnie. Um, uh, this was only her second film. Okay. Uh, she really did not do much after this. Apparently, she was in the really bad Clash of the Titans remake um, that we we own but haven't seen. Okay. Um, but uh, but didn't didn't really have much of a career. Um, we. I know I don't want to speak for Grant, but I, Melissa and I are going to eventually have a few things to say about Ruben Blades, who played Hector Martinez. Um, 
who has had a, a very steady career. Um, apparently, I know we checked out on this show a long time ago, but he has a pretty big role in Fear the Walking Dead, which is the, oh, the spinoff series. Yeah, okay. Um, are you oh. a big Fear the Walking Dead fan? I'm not, uh, nor am I a big Walking Dead fan. Cool. Uh, yeah, I gave, I, gave that, I gave that two seasons, and I just couldn't get really into it. What, we gave it four? About four. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And then we just... Yeah. We lost touch. But, it was like a pen pal. We just kind of gave up. We also watched yeah, that uh, HBO show. Uh, had 10 episodes. What was it called? No, 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 no. Are you thinking of Hemlock Grove? Yeah. That was, was on Netflix. That was on... Oh, damn. <laughs> Did you ever see Hemlock Grove? I haven't, no. Don't. Oh. Is that good? No. Oh, it's no, it's like bad? vampire, okay. werewolves. Like, it was all up my alley. It was, but try- then- it was trying to be True Blood, but it couldn't It couldn't. Be. And so, like, episode one, Adam's like, we can't watch anymore. And I'm like, we're gonna. And then, like, <laughs> at, at the end of each episode, he kept saying that. And then by the time we were at, like, episode five and nothing happened, he's like, well, now I want to fucking yeah. finish it was, this. It was one of the lowest points of my life it was bad watching wow. that show yeah, yeah and that was, says yeah. something if i actually say it's bad <laughs> i yeah uh, true true oh, i i, I kind of miss true blood but i, I kind of true blood's like a show that i loved until i hated it yeah yep i, I kind i love like the first like three or four seasons i thought it was when great the, when the angels or the fairies, fairies come in yeah. i'm kind of like yeah i really i i was like nah i'm okay i, I could do I vampires i could do vamps but fairies no yeah i, I <laughs> That's right. Draw the line, baby. Get yeah. these fucking get these fantastical creatures out of my show. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, we also got we got so we got Scott Bakula as uh, Bob Moore. Uh, you know he is definitely he is known for TV, Quantum Leap, uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Now, Grant, if you know this, I want to wait. I want I don't I don't want you to guess. But if you don't, you feel free to guess. Scott Bakula has a reoccurring role on. And NCIS, which city is his NCIS that Scott Bakula is on? Oh, I think I think I know. Okay, you're going with Las Vegas. Yeah, Grant. Um, I think I know it. I, it's, I think it's New Orleans. It is New Orleans. Didn't even know they had a New Orleans. I didn't either. New I, Orleans. I, yeah. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, none of us were. I that's that is what it is. Um. Okay. Now let's get to group. Let's get to the people in group. We have Leslie Ann Warren who plays Sandra. Sandra. I, I did not know how long she's been acting since the '60s. She was on the original Mission Impossible TV show. Oh wow. Um. She was Miss Scarlet in Clue, which I totally forgot. Oh totally my forgot. goodness. Fantastic. In and that she had movie. dark hair in that movie. That's how she looked. Yep. Yeah. Well, duh, because Miss Scarlet has yeah. dark hair. Um, and apparently she's done she's done a lot of um, different TV shows. I knew show, she looked familiar. I just it's Clue. That's now what that, she's it's, from. And it's so funny. Now that I've looked that up, it's like I so badly just want to watch Clue. Clue. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so it. good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and then we got so moving on. We also have Brad Dorif who plays Clark. Uh, you'll recognize his voice if you've ever seen any of the Child's Play movies. Um, got an Oscar <laughs> nomination uh, for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, and I mean, but he's also like he lucked out, man. He was he was on Deadwood. He was in uh, the Lord of the Rings, uh, primarily the second one. Um, he's had quite the career. He's he, yeah. Brad Brad Dorf sitting pretty over there. Yeah. I mean, we're not we're not going to hold the two Rob Zombie Halloweens against him, but no, those aren't his fault. I'm sorry. Those aren't his fault. No, 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 hell no. But <laughs> still, I'm he's in them. Sh- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I think. <laughs> He like I mean, he's also in the 
<laughs> He's also in The Third Exorcist, which is a movie I really enjoy, actually. People love that. I haven't seen it. People oh. are people say it's really good. I, I liked yeah. it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, Lance Henriksen plays Buck. I mean, again, somebody with a storied career. Uh, Aliens, Hard Target. Um, he is in a small role in Dog Day Afternoon. Um, he's in a How Did This Get Made movie that we went to go see them talk about. The Visitor. Remember The Visitor? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Have you seen The Visitor? I haven't. Oh, oh. shit. Oh, okay. Watch it. <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Holy hot damn. Um, but yeah, I get a long historic career. Kevin J. O'Connor plays Casey. He's the painter. So now I got to give Melissa a little credit, but then but then I got to take it away because you recognized him from. Oh, oh, he was the first. Other than Bruce. Brufo. <laughs> Other than Bruce Willis. I recognized him from The Mummy. He played the mummy's like sidekick guy, like the. What was okay? Don't um. Uh, I think it starts with an S. Oh, I don't know his name. Do you know what his name is in the Mummy? Oh no, I don't. But I rec uh, I recognize him from the Mummy as well. Oh dang, that's gonna kill me. But but you didn't recognize him from something else. What? You didn't recognize him from previous episode of the show and favorite of yours, Van Helsing. Oh. He is like in the, Van Helsing. He's the um No, I don't know who he's he is. He's one of the he's one of the vamps. He's a vampire I think in Van so. Helsing? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And he's got a uh, he he's got a career of playing doing a lot of like um theater adaptations that were filmed for for TV and stuff. Interesting. So he's been he's been doing stuff for a while. I loved him in The Mummy. There well, you just love The Mummy. <laughs> I do. I mean, there it is. I do too. There it is. <laughs> um, and then that's so that is that's the oh well then we have well Richie, but we've already talked about Richie a little bit. Um and then just a few other people. Uh Eric LaSalle plays Anderson, he's another cop. Um I don't even he's from ER. I've never seen ER and I know he's from ER. Um uh and then just a, just three other people. So a woman named uh Kathleen Wilhoyt plays Michelle. She is the person who fillets the gun and jumps out of the window at the beginning of the movie. Crazy lady. Um, did you pick Roadhouse for the sub-50 tournament? I did, and don't think I didn't recognize her. <laughs> <laughs> she is in Roadhouse. Um, and then Shirley Knight, who plays Edith Needlemeyer, who um, is the yes, She is the, wife. the a wife of the disgraced yes. psychiatrist from before. Here's, no, I knew I recognized her. Yep. Uh, I, and I knew it from, she is, in As Good As It Gets, she's Helen Hunt's mother in mm. that. But, but she, she has two Academy Award nominations. For, uh, uh, both were uh, adaptations of plays, um, The Dark at the Top of the Stairs and Sweetbird of Youth, but she's been in a bunch of stuff. Yep. Um, whew, okay. That's, anybody else I, I, I didn't mention? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we're okay. good. All right. Um, so here's, we, we got to get to stats. There's one, like, I guess kind of legit one, which is going to maybe make you laugh because okay. uh, at the Golden Globes, it was nominated for best song <laughs> for The Color of Night, which, oh my God. which we'll talk about that music video in a second, Yes. Um, which it lost rightfully so to Can You Feel the Love Tonight from The Lion King. Oh my God. I can feel the love tonight. 
Well, I'm drinking a 9.9, so I'm hoping I feel the love tonight. But I, I might, I also might feel the the bed tonight. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, that a little too personal. Grant's a good friend. He's fine. He he can hear this. Um, I'm good. <laughs> um, but at the Razzies, okay. Now you got to give me a second because there's a lot to try to get through here with this. Oh God. So at the Razzies, Bruce Willis was up for worst actor. He lost to Kevin Costner and Wyatt Earp. Never heard of it. Jane March, hold on, let me get through these. I got it. There's a lot to okay. get through. Jane March was up for Worst Actress. She lost it to Sharon Stone for a movie called Intersection, which I haven't seen, and The Specialist, which she did with um, St uh, Sylvester Stallone. Jane March was also up for Supporting Actor when she was playing Richie, which is like, I shouldn't <laughs> laugh at that, but I do kind, kind of find it a little funny. Um, but she would lose to... Uh, also very disgraced person, O.J. Simpson, as in his turn in Naked Gun 33 and the third, the <laughs> oh, final boy. insult. Um, uh, oh, God, who? Um, um, uh, I believe it, Leslie Ann Warren was up for uh, Worst Supporting Actress. She would lose to Rosie O'Donnell for The Flintstones and a couple of other movies that year. Um, Richard Rush was up for Worst Director, but he would lose to Steven Seagal, who filmed, apparently directed a movie called On Deadly Ground. It was up for worst on-screen couple, Jane March and Bruce Willis, which it would lose to, um, there was a tie for Interview with the Vampire and The Specialist, and it was up for worst screenplay, which it would lose to The Flintstones, and it was up for worst song, which it would lose to Thumbelina, but Razzie's history, it is the only film with the Razzie's to win worst picture, but not win anything else. So this was... By Razzie oh, standards, the worst film of 1994. Wow. I, I can't believe that it didn't win any other award. Which I think in a kind of, because I, I think back to 94 as a really, like a really pivotal good year for film. Pulp Fiction, um, yeah, it's a great Redemption, year for film. Forrest Gump, yeah. Lion King Speed. But clearly it was also a pretty shit-tastic year for films as well. Uh, yeah. So there you go, Dang. 1994. Um I think we have to take just a second to talk about the song, The Color of Night. Did you did you listen to and or perchance watch the music video for The Color of Night? <laughs> I, I did not. Well, I no, made I, Adam I, immediately after. I had a bad taste in my mouth at the end of this movie. So I pretty much was like, we, yeah. we need to see this music video because I'm curious what this music video is. And wow. Well, it's basically... Our, our singer doing ballet and and sitting on a gentleman in a hotel room who who may be dead. I kept saying, I think he's dead. I think he still might be dead. She's close to him. She's not close to him. He never, he he never opens move. his eyes. He's passed. And I was like, I think he's at the end of this music video. I'm like, he is dead. He's not alive. All right. You guys go back and watch. watch. Go back and watch it. I'm, I'm going to watch this as soon as we're done. Oof. Focus on that guy because I don't think he moves from that position. I'm, I'm <laughs> actually very concerned. I need to look up who this actor is and find out if he act, actor, model. Oh, definitely model. I don't know. Corpse. Definitely model. There's yeah. no, uh, no doubt in my mind. Just find out if he was okay or harmed in any way on the making of. Well, he he might have been harmed. <laughs> He might have been harmed. They, they just gave him like a lethal dose of ketamine and just <laughs> plopped him in a chair. Yeah. Richard Rush directed the music video and, uh, and, and he really wanted him 
like out. I'm just kidding. I'm making that up. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> box office, $40 million budget. So pretty pretty big budget movie. Yeah. Um, well, with all those actors, yeah. Yeah. Uh, opening weekend, $6.6 million. Not, not mm. great. Uh, mm. In the U.S., it didn't make back half at 19.7. Worldwide, it barely eclipsed it with 46.7. But when you can't make it back domestically, it's like it doesn't really even matter what happens worldwide. Um, it was the 70th highest grossing film that year between a movie uh, with honors, which is a kind of a comic movie about college back then, and Eight Seconds, which is a Luke Perry rodeo movie. Um, oh. which yeah. I haven't seen, but I do remember the cover seeing it. Yeah. He's like got his hat in his hand and he's clearly been uh, riding a bull. Wow. But, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I saw that when I was a kid, but my, my sister, who was a huge, had a huge crush on Luke Perry, obviously, from the now to 210 days, oh, I think yeah. she rented it and I, I watched a little bit of it. I mean, I, I, I had a huge crush on Luke Perry back I, in the now to 210 days, right? I mean, I mean always who, wanted who the didn't? bad boy, not Brendan. Is that his name? Yep. Yep, no. it was. No. Fuck, fuck Brendan Walsh. No. <laughs> no. Wait, say that again? Because that needs to be a shirt. I need to make a shirt that says that. <laughs> fuck, fuck Brendan Walsh. Brendan Walsh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what was, oh, uh, yeah, it says like, yeah, it says like, fuck Brendan Walsh on the front, and on the back it says like, I heart Dylan McKay, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um. Probably won't surprise either of you to know that Ebert gave this one and a half stars. I really do like, um, this is the opening paragraph. He says, Color of Night approaches badness from so many directions that one really must admire its imagination. Combining all of the worst ingredients of an Agatha Christie whodunit and a sex-crazed slasher film, it ends in a frenzy of recycled thriller elements with a chase scene, a showdown in an echoing warehouse, and not one but two cliches from Ebert's little movie glossary, the talking killer and the climbing villain. I am compelled to, to admit that the use of the high-powered industrial staple gun is original. <laughs> that is his <laughs> opening paragraph. Ah, Roger Ebert, you knew how to oh, write a review. Um, now, Grant, if you didn't get the re do the research, you get to play too. But this is the point in the show where Melissa tries to guess the critical and audience tomato scores. Grant, do you know these numbers? Well, all right. I have an idea because... Best Picture cast is going to do another sub-50, and I, I researched this one. That okay. was a couple of months ago. I don't feel right. I don't feel it's fair if I take a stab at it. Okay. So, Melissa, here is the blurb. Okay. Bruce Willie shot aside. <laughs> the only other things popping out in Color of Night are some ridiculous plot contortions and majorly camp moments. <laughs> critical and then audience. Okay. Critical, I said 12%. Okay. Audience, I said 41. 12 and 41. Yeah. Uh, so so you're a little, a little off. Oh, okay. A little off. We, we are definitely on a run of movies, though, that we could have done either way. Oh. So you said 12%. I thought, like, the sex scenes or the awkward... Sure. Naked moments awkward, would make naked people, yeah. well, people like this I guess some more. people still had some sense, though. <laughs> uh, so you said you said 12 critical, 22. So a little oh. higher on that front. Whoa, that's yeah. shocking. Well, there, there you go. There you go. Um, 41, you say? Yeah. 30. 
on the audience front. Okay. So those two are closer. 22. <laughs> well, I was a little shocked when you said he gave him one and a half stars. I was like, uh-oh. This is going to be closer to 32. <laughs> <laughs> that that half I, star makes a difference. Oh, my gosh. I think I just had an epiphany. I need to start focusing on what the stars ratings are that you give out oh, at the beginning. Well, I don't always do Ebert, but. But I don't think I've ever actually, like, paid attention. <laughs> That's fair. You generally, like in life, you only hear part of what I say. So it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's okay. We, we discussed at dinner tonight that it's it's basically the three the three women in the household. It, it's your show, and I'm I'm basically along for the ride. <laughs> Yeah. Didn't didn't Sophie like shush me at the table tonight? <laughs> she did. She did. Basically, like like Dad, stop talking. I'm like ah, <laughs> great. Oh uh, yeah, I've been on the it's receiving end of, of women. those. Yeah. I mean, Adam's got to learn his place. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's there. Um, so a couple of things just about the movie before we we hop into it because there's there's just so much to talk about. Um, so uh, speaking of the sex scenes, apparently Maxim. Remember Maxim? That was a magazine. Um, I do. Apparently, they named this film's sex scenes the best sex scenes in film history. So, you know, you've got that. Oh. that that's what this movie has going for well, it, okay. is that. Okay, um, uh, uh, So, but there's, there's two things that are problematic, but also just like, this is just like weird Hollywood shit. So apparently, at some point before production, Jane March changed her mind about the nudity in the movie. And uh, Richard Rush said he was in a very unpleasant situation where they were basically like starting to shoot and she wanted to like not do it. And now I'm gonna read, this is something that he said, so please don't put the, I'm just the person saying the words. Oh God. I'm not okay. actually the one who said them originally, but apparently he said, trying to convince her to do the scenes that it quote, felt like raping your leading lady. Um, which is just uh, Whoa. an odd thing to say. Yes. Um, and apparently he tried basically like coercing her because th that one movie that she did before was called The Lover. And apparently that was also a very uh, sexually explicit movie. She finally agreed to do it. If you hear his side of the story, it was all kosher and very professional once it happened. She totally regrets doing it and like felt very much Pressured. pushed into doing A it. A thousand percent, especially if yeah. he... Yeah, I would go with her hands down based off of his rapey comment. Yeah, well, that's no, I know, God, if you yourself are describing the process as raping your leading lady, chances are yeah. you probably did some pretty shitty things to get that to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not, that's not a good, that's not a good equivalence. Like, um, you can't, God. You know, here's, 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 if you're a director, here's what you do. You'd be like, okay, um, the, the lady comes up to you and say, hey, I'm uncomfortable with the, nude scenes and then here here's what you say oh okay we'll, we'll figure something else out yeah that's we'll get basically a body what double. the conversation that's what we'll, the, that's what the conversation should be yeah she's like, i don't, I don't want to do this You're like okay we'll figure it out and there is there is a certain there's got to be like and richard rush you know at this point is he's not old but he's definitely probably in his like late 40s early 50s but he's definitely coming from a different style of filmmaking and like the style of like the French connection, right? Where we're just going to go film a real fucking car chase and who gives a shit what happens. And like, right. there was a certain sensibility of filmmakers that I think like to a point, the mid nineties is about where the stop were like, mm -hmm. okay, we actually got to start using stunt doubles for real and like body mm -hmm. doubles for things like this. But like, I could totally see a 
a shitty old school director doing something like this. God, um, how yeah, awful. it's gross. But 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 speaking of, but, and the last thing is just the thing with Richard Rush is that so there was apparently a big battle with the studio with Richard Rush and uh, executive producer Andrew Vajna or uh, Vanja, who um, thought the movie was too long and wanted it cut down. And Richard Rush was like, "No, fuck you. We're going to do the long <laughs> one." And you can read there are so many. There is the trivia on this goes for pages. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But basically. Richard Rush lost lost out. They did the shorter version, which is the less sexually explicit version. Um, but Richard Rush ultimately got his way, and the director's cut is like apparently nobody watched. And it's funny you mentioned that Grant about like did you watch the theatrical or the director's cut? Apparently, it's like more than two to one, if not like three to one, four to one. People choose the director's cut over the theatrical so cast. that's yeah. why they didn't make the money back is because they did the theatrical but, I, I, who knows probably who knows probably yeah. I, I i i i do wonder if word got out this movie if, if it was the additional 20 minutes with all the nudity and sex you wonder if it would have done better yeah i mean maybe just out of straight curiosity yeah yeah for sure if, if, if a rumor goes around it's like you know you can see bruce you can see uh you can see the tip of Bruce Willis, you know, and then people are like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, go check check that out. And that's, I mean, listen, that's why my wife wanted to watch Nightmare Alley. Oh, is there? For, can you for, see part of Cooper's dick in that? Well, yeah, but the problem was that we we watched it on demand, and I guess that was like the more censored version, so we didn't even get to see it. Oh man! Did you see that in theater? I saw it in theaters. I haven't seen it. No, but we have it. I just haven't. I wasn't a big fan. We'll watch that whenever you want to. Well, if I get to see a dick. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, I, th- I think I think if you watch the HBO Max version, you get to see it. But I'm sure it's I'm sure it's just a flash. Note to self, though, I am going to go through the movies and pull out dick movies. <laughs> Any movie that's so just for me. we'll watch Antichrist. Uh, oh God, I, <laughs> I oh I can't do that again. I I, I know I, I had to start with. Oh that my one. God, that's terrible. We don't want to do that. Well, I mean, um, forgetting Sarah Marshall's the best one. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's like the only one that's. that's Are you gonna say Sallow again? No, I wasn't. No, Jesus. no, no. We're not. Let's not talk about that movie. Um, <laughs> okay, so, Color of Night. How to describe this movie? I think bare bones. Bruce Willis plays a psychiatrist who, after the uh, the death of one of his patients goes out to to LA to hang out with a buddy of his who is a, um, a much more um, financially successful psychiatrist. And while he is there sort of um, trying to deal with his own grief, his, uh, his friend who is sort of believes that he is being terrorized is killed himself. And because as you do, as like, as the law states, if your best friend dies, you take over his practice. And, yeah. um, and Bruce home. Willis, with uh, the not so much help of Ruben Blades, tries to figure out who killed his friend and in doing so falls in love with our young Rose. And I'm not talking about Titanic at this point. So, <laughs> Grant, let's start with you. What, what was your familiarity with this movie prior to us going, hey, get on, get on our show and talk about it with us? <laughs> um. Well, you know, you. I mean, realistically, you 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 see or hear things when you're, you know, you're ad- when you're an adolescent, you know, and that and that kind of starts it. But I do remember seeing, um, as an actual viewer, seeing bits and pieces here and there. Um, I remember the ending, but kind of vaguely. 
Um, I remember the snake in the mailbox. Um, the first, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen the first half hour, 45 minutes. Like, I never saw Scott Bakula <laughs> until I watched it. Until I watched it for, ten, until I watched it for this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, famili- I'm vaguely familiar. I'll, I'll put it that way. Now, I made you watch this not too long ago. Right. And and from what you could remember. Nothing. Well. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I'm 95% sure I fell asleep like 30 seconds into this movie. I, now, I just don't think that that's true. But. I don't How anything. How could you fall? The first 30 seconds are so wild. How could you Do, possibly fall asleep? Where was I? I didn't remember any of this at all. And I'm pretty sure, like... I think of this movie and I'm like, I saw Bruce Willis just standing there naked. Like we saw full frontal. That never happened. I no, don't know why that yeah. is in my head, but that's right. I, I don't know. So maybe it's a Mandela effect thing. God. <laughs> <laughs> but this, yeah, I watching it this time. I was like, did I actually watch this with Adam? I was so and you know, I reacted in ways like I've never. Yeah, like I, I never saw this. I I will say that the first time that we see, uh, no, no, it it wouldn't be the first time. It'd be the second time that we see Richie in group, and you didn't like go, oh, that's right, it's the same. When you, when that kept going, I was like, oh shit, you really don't remember. And I I got an extra kick out of watching it because I kind of kept side eyeing. You'd be like, have, have you figured it out yet? Did no. you do you know what's going on? I was on? drinking a lot in this movie as well. So my I and it was after a long work day, so I wasn't you know on it. Uh, okay. But yes, I it took me <laughs> quite a while to figure out. I mean, we saw Richie, we saw Redhead, mm-hmm. we Bonnie. saw I guess like the pictures uh the paintings yes yeah and then we saw and then we saw rose mm-hmm. and then we saw richie again and i think at that point they're already hinting at like it's the same person and i was like oh my god it was yeah sad it was it was sad how long it took me <laughs> no I, i'll i'll be honest with you it, it um because watching this i knew like i i was like oh Richie, it looks like like a girl kind of dressed up as a boy, or kind of dressed up as a man, or whatever. And it, but it didn't like hit me until the until when it was supposed to hit me. It actually, caught me by surprise. So you're yeah. not the only one, Melissa. Okay. And and so the movie in that way was was successful. Now it's it's one of those things where like I I definitely seen it before and I remember the the twist. So it's like it doesn't work on me in that same way, but. It, again, it's I love watching movies with you because it's just incredible. Be like, oh yes, yes, you don't know what's coming, and I get to kind of live that way too, and it's it's great. Um, mm-hmm. okay, so I, oh my god, there is there is so there is so much to talk about. Um, Grant, I want you you lead us off. What is the first? What's where do? We're talking about Color of Night. Where where do you want to go first? What's the thing that jumps at you the most? I mean, I, I I alluded to this before. This, the opening of this movie, <laughs> it really sets the tone for the entire thing. Yeah. Of this of this girl of this girl this woman having a, a a manic episode, just smearing lipstick on her face, her teeth, and all that just aggressively. 
And then she puts the barrel of a gun in her mouth. And you're like, oh my god, she's going to blow her brains out. And then she starts filleting it, to yeah. put it nicely. And I'm like, okay, this... All right, we're in for a ride. <laughs> we are in for a, a crazy movie. Now, I, I made a note of this. And so I wanted to ask you, Melissa, as somebody uh, who, I, I, at least more than Grant and I, I feel like would be a state, who would use lipstick. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. She had the kit. I was like, what had, is he going to say? Where is that going? I don't want to <laughs> listen to each their own, but I just, so, but like no, she, had right. the, she had the carousel thing of lipstick, which at first I thought, well, that's, a pretty nifty little contraption. That's cool. But then when it opened, all of the lipstick were open. And wouldn't that like dry it out? Like she didn't uncap it. Like they were all up. I have to say, I did not catch any of that. (laughs) (laughs) She, I was so, I think I was looking at her eyes the entire time. she was interesting. And my first note was that would be a good Halloween costume. <laughs> like wearing a green dress and just like going up to people, <laughs> just putting a whole bunch of like lipstick all over your lips. Like, I don't know. I was just like, that would be a great Halloween. A lot of people would probably know. Who you were. <laughs> I, I think even in, in Halloween 1994, that wouldn't get a big reaction. Man. But, <laughs> but you know what? The rich, the, the true rush heads, they'd be like, oh shit. Yeah. I think more people have seen this movie now than you think. And I I do. I think we would get a lot of people that would know. It would take them a moment. They'd be like, I've seen her before. And then they would know. Listen, listen Melissa, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> right? There's only one way to know for sure. Hey. Make it happen. We'll have to do like a... a in October, when we do our Halloween episodes, when we have guests on, we have to oh. be dressed up as characters. Well, you know, and this is new. The, the, for people listening, this is new. We're recording the Zoom for, for audio purposes, but we're also recording the – it records the video at the same time. So maybe yeah. we just do it. Maybe you're just dressed as, as her. Yeah. And that'll be that'll be a thing. We could we could do little clips of this. And oh, my God. Crazy like, Lady Michelle. That's what I wrote her name down. There it is. There it is. I love it. Was her actual name Michelle? It was or did Michelle. I just write no, that it was name? Michelle. <laughs> You got it. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, I and then I want to ask a question. So, so I, I, I don't think we we shouldn't go beat for beat, but it's really hard not to. But the one thing that was very clear from her therapy session with Bruce Willis, had he just gotten done eating a meal? I don't know. He's like clearing a plate. I don't know what he's doing and like what he's. He's so dismissive of her, right? Like, yes. well, I yeah, thought they he, were friends said, at first because you don't really know he, he's a therapist at this point, right? I thought they were friends. And so I'm like, oh, he's just so not listening to his friend who's in need right now. Didn't, didn't he say that he was playing a dangerous game with her? I think he was trying in a different form of therapy where he oh, was like, okay. where he was like kind of being defensive and letting her get to conclusions on her own. Well, I it, don't. Maybe I'm giving the movie too much credit. But no, it, that's it, it what certainly. I think yeah, it seemed like there was like a, like a. Okay, she's been coming. Like maybe she's not as. I I don't the, I don't know what the right word is, but she maybe she's not as um, depressed or um, psychotic in quotes as as maybe he thinks she is. So it's like, listen, lady, just 
just toughen up, right? Just, yeah, there was a sense of like, yeah. you are in control of your life, which of course does not help the situation. No. Um, if it, it's certain, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. I was ahead. gonna say, if um, Thor, like the character who plays Thor, what the actor, not the character. Yeah, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> if he was a therapist, I would be crazy constantly going to him. And I put uh, it in that because I think oh. Bruce Willis back in the day was kind of like that kind of. Got it. Like yes. persona. Yes. I, she probably was just going to him because she's like, he's great. He's cute. He gives me attention. I'm going to. You know. And then and then he doesn't he doesn't reciprocate, and then the only way out of that room is is through the window. Yeah. Which I gotta say, those are some cheap windows yeah, that high up. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah, yeah. Those those windows when you get that high up, those are those are like plexiglass. They don't yeah they don't shatter like that. They'll they'll keep you inside. Now I I do, I am on record. Any <laughs> any podcast I've ever been on, any show doesn't matter. If there was a clip, a cutaway of a dummy falling from the sky, I will laugh my fucking ass off. And when they cut away, and it's clearly just this, like, <laughs> stuffed dummy falling, I was just like, yes, this movie has given me everything I wanted, and we are four minutes in. Yeah. I was it is, shocked. It is, a Sears, it is a Sears mannequin with a wig on. <laughs> I was, like, that's um, what it is. I was shocked because I thought you were going to comment about all the people that were surrounding the area and the body after. Did you think I was going to give a grudge com I totally comparison? I totally thought you were going to do a grudge comparison. I'd be like, you know what? At least it looked more realistic on the grudge. Well, you know, I, it was funny because in the grudge, they're, they're like, let's look at this body. But like they're in New York and I'm surprised there wasn't more casual dismissiveness of just like, oh, shit. All right. I guess we got to keep going. <laughs> That's more of a dig at Grant, but also the big city life of New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just people like falling out of buildings all the time in New York City. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> just as long as you don't disrupt people's commute, like it's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a scene we because we did all the Resident Evil movies? Isn't there a scene? It's not in New York, but like somebody has like a fit in the middle of a sidewalk and they just walk it, around the body. It's in, in China or yeah, Japan. Japan, yeah. Uh, or is it China? I don't even remember. I don't know. Whatever. She's like convulsing and becoming a and it was like right as she's crossing the crosswalk right. and there are like hundreds of people and, and like listen i cannot stop for this bitch i gotta get going those crosswalks <laughs> were like five city blocks that's true that's how big yeah. one crosswalk was anyways yeah. um, and, and and for the for the for the record new york new york uh new yorkers are are more polite than people than people think we're just in a rush to get to point a to point b but we will help people out if they need help Let's, I like it. Let's put it on the record. New Yorkers, New York, nice people, strong windows, right? We're good. Strong windows. And I, and you know what? The police horses are always fed up with the shit because that police horse like gave off the energy of like, I'm getting too old for this shit as he like neighed up in the air. Oh man. Yes. When, when that jumper I, I, came, when that jumper landed. I do. I do love, I do love, like, the horse is just Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. That's great. Basically, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so then we, and then, you know, Bruce Willis goes to see his mentor, yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. We got it. Then we get to group. And then we get to, we get to our group. So I want to just really quickly, so that it's, it's, it's stated, so we all know who we're talking about. Okay, so we've got, um, uh, we've got Buck, who, um, 
His his wife and daughter were killed, so he's he's kind of he's grief stricken. That's mm-hmm. where he is. We have Sandra, who is uh, a bit of a sex addict and also a bit of a kleptomaniac. Yes. Uh, we have Richie, who has some gender identity issues and some social phobias. And and when I get through this introduction, Grant, I got I I gotta we're gonna we're gonna drop something on you, okay? Um, we also have Casey who seems to be the one who maybe shouldn't be there the most. I I wrote down that he's alienated. They wrote, they said, they literally said, uh, he's a painter, lives in a loft and is alienated. (laughs) So about, yeah, I, I I just think he's kind of a douche, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Clark, who is the lawyer and he's, he's an obsessive compulsive. Um, so, and that's our group. I, I, now I, I could bring this up later, but I want to bring it up now because we, so, Obvious, M- Melissa and I have been on Worst Picture Cast, and we were mm-hmm. talking about Sleepaway Camp. And part of Sleepaway Camp is that there is this aunt who basically decides that she has this nephew, but she's always wanted a daughter. Thus, we yeah. get Angela. And yes. I could not help but think of the the direct comparison to this movie where Richie is actually a 12-year-old who was died because of like implied molestation I stuff with his they don't even explain it it's not yeah it's not totally clear but but he's yeah. dead but dale the older brother's like no we need a richie in the house so yeah. rose you're gonna become rich and i was like and like when when dale has that like i'm the bad guy speech at the end it was like oh my god that's i was like i and i told you like oh my god this is just like a reincarnated version of sleepaway camp yeah i never put that together and I'm pissed at myself for not doing so. <laughs> That's amazing. So I yeah, mean, they, they, they all, they all just missing like the red string around his finger being like, that won't do at all. No, but he, but, he, he didn't have that, but he ha- he certainly had a bitch in staple gun. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, that, that comparison, basically this movie just ripped off sleepaway camp. <laughs> Well, it, and I have another. There's another ripoff that, I'm, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save that one for a little bit. Um, so, okay. any thoughts about our group or the first group session? Well, I kind of want to go back and talk a little bit about. I'm <laughs> of sorry. course, let's go back. He just kind of jumped over me. <laughs> I want to talk about this mentorship friendship of the old guy. Uh, no, the. No. I guess we're not going back because the first group session. Oh, group, yeah, group, there. yeah. Um. Of the, I don't know who the actual therapist, the one. Scott Bakula. Of him and Bob. Bruce Willis's character. Yeah. They're, they're friends. They've known each other. They went to school together. They did, Okay, great. I believed it until the, the, the group session. They're all like, have you read his book? And Bruce Willis was like, no. Like, flat out, like, I haven't read his book. And I'm like, your colleagues, your close friends you haven't read his book yet like you know that's funny i just didn't i don't know i was just kind of like this is weird see no 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 i don't i i don't think you're misreading it at all but i could i get the sense from bruce willis that he is not at the point in his career that he would like to be and you got scott bacula out here on the west coast writing books having personalized license plates on your fucking bends yeah. and uh living in like a goddamn compound 
I think there probably is a little bit of like jealousy and, and like they definitely have that competitive. For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, but I mean, I we'll talk about so the weird. bike I'm race like, in a second. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> but no, but I I could totally I could see a world where Bruce Willis is like, I'm not fucking reading this book. <laughs> okay. I, I see it. But but I but but I think that's a no totally solid point. Yeah. Yeah. I um. So uh, there are there are so many things to actually try to take away from the the group session. I think the thing that I want to um bring up first is I actually did you did you ever know anybody in real life who had one of those catcher's mitt chairs? Uh, no, but why no. would that be in a? therapy session like a ther- therapist's um, I, office i can i can answer that oh because you probably you probably has kid patients too oh shit okay if you have if you have kids that are patients why not have that <laughs> but i mean i mean we have we have some friends that are therapists specifically for younger kids i mean i don't know i guess i just thought that it would be like a different setting for kids than like Here's an office with a mitt chair. I don't know. It, it, it just kind of seemed, it seemed a little out of place. Like my mind didn't go, oh, he also is a therapist for kids. I get it. Yeah, like, no, it's definitely, well, I never thought of it until you asked a question. It was, it's definitely like a baseline prop that they put in. Like it's not, I don't think they put much thought into it. No, it just was, it was just so prominent. Like you can't not look at it. It, it was prominent and it certainly seemed like it was the chair that everybody wanted to sit yeah. in. Yeah. Well, but wouldn't what, you, what, I guess? Oh, yes. Yeah. But what you don't know is that in his office, he has a race car bed. Oh, man. So, God, Dang. that guy, he's got the coolest bedroom if you were a 10-year-old kid. God. God. Is that all? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to say, you've got to cut this. Oh. I was going to say, was that, is that also for the kids? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You just like threw that at me, though. You can't say he has a race car bed in his office right after you just got done I meant, telling me. I meant for him to like take naps during his day. <laughs> That's not how he like just, seduces little Johnny. I'm not fucking cutting that. I just like Jesus. <laughs> No, because like here's the I thing. thought I thought we I thought we worked past all the rape stuff when we talked about the director. Oh, we got right back also, into it. I don't want you to get fired or anything, so I I might cut like parts of it. I don't oh, jeez. Uh, That's yeah, you do what you gotta do. That's just a good one for us. I always I always, I always already I always love it when Melissa's like, Okay, I'm gonna say something, but you gotta cut it. <laughs> And then she says, like, something completely out of left field. I love it so much. So so after the first group session, we go back to his place. But, we, you know, in the, you know, the movie, we get questions like, oh, shit, well, you've got all the gates and the security. What's going on? He mentions that he feels like he's got, he's got some threats. He thinks that somebody in, in group is going to kill him. And like, oh, well, that's a kind of a fucked up. But he's like, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of wait and see. I'm going to try to figure out who it is. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, and then we have like, a, we have a bike race. I mean, I mean, this is just. The music. Amazing. Yeah, this is, uh, the, the score is really all over the place. Oh my God, but yeah. It really is. I, it's, 
it like it's sometimes it's like this sensual bluesy kind of stuff, and then sometimes it sounds like Danny Elfman. Yeah, it's it like was, really weird. When they got off the bikes, like when they just got home, they're all sweaty. They just got home. I really wanted it to like freeze frame and then be like double mint gum or something like like it almost <laughs> kind of reminded me of like a double mint gum commercial. That's, yes. Like just, you know, because the scene before they're all like riding and like the only thing we didn't see is they like high five. Oh, <laughs> God. Like, see. I was about to drop a plane with the boys Top Gun thing, but your but no, Double Mint Gum is like perfect. Yeah. Double your pleasure, double your fun. Oh my god, that's great. I mean, I know they're not twins, but you know, whatever. Close enough. Yeah. No, that's fine. Just two bros riding bikes. <laughs> um and then okay, what else? What else? So, uh we then we get this weird like he's hiding his notes, you know, he like switches the dust jacket on the Van Gogh book and like Clearly, he's he's a little scared. And then, okay. And then we hear like the little kid laughter before he's brutally stabbed. What thirty yeah. times? You know what? At least, yeah. That. <laughs> that was. What really was creepy. that? It was. I told Adam this is this is creeping me out. Like. It's it's kind of scary. Yeah. It, <laughs> very scary. And then the lights go out, and my notes were lights out. Not good. Not good for anyone. Like no. that was what I wrote. Yeah, and Grant, he's he's oh, he, he was being. Listen, he was very he he had the revolver in his hand. Yeah, you know he had the gun in his hand, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm being silly, dude." If you're think if if you think something's going on, you keep that gun handy. Who are you trying to impress? Like who are you trying to like? Especially you just, if you're after, alone in the office, you think someone's coming to kill you. Right. You just have that in your hand the entire time. Yeah, I th it was very weird when he puts it back because you're like, you you think someone's trying to hurt you and you're like, yeah. oh, not this happens all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. lights go out at the office every night and it's because yeah. so-and-so forgets her keys. And super, super cash. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, but it is creepy. I, I do... This movie walked so Scream can run in terms of, like, <laughs> voice-changing killers <laughs> this movie crawled so scream yeah. could run <laughs> this movie limped around so scream could run um yeah. so then so we so we say we say bye-bye to scott bacula and then we say bye-bye to him and we say hello to to reuben hello. blades to 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 detective martinez i you know i've seen a lot of movies in my day uh I, I, I would I would hearken myself as a as a film connoisseur, pretentious at times. This this is one of the worst performances I have ever seen. And I yeah. and I mean that in the sense of like I'm not talking about movies that are like intense like room bad or nil breen bad. I'm talking about a movie that was backed by like a production company. An mm -hmm. actor really auditioned for this. This guy what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I, I have no idea what movie he's supposed to be in. Not this one. But he, he's like, he's a, a a caricature or something. I don't even know, but like, but it, it doesn't even like fit in any mold of anything. I, it's all over the place. I don't think I've met a character and instantly hated them more than this guy. Like, just 
Yeah. yeah his, his the energy he gives off, what he says. I mean, he's flipping through the album and he's like, "Nice bush." When he sees like oh, the woman. Oh my god. And it's just like, "Oh my god, you're so disgusting." Like what? Yeah. In well, this first scene, so I I mean I God I took too many notes and again God we're already like we're fucking pushing this episode already. He keeps calling them cuckoos. He keep so he, he asks them point blank. So who did it? And if, like Bruce Willis is like basically in the nicest way possible to start like, dude, aren't you a detective? Can't like you figure it out? Yeah. Um, he yells at a cop for bringing him coffee. Basically thinks confidentiality is like for the birds. At one point when he's talking about Miranda rights, he goes, I'd fuck Miranda up the ass. And then this is like, you're, you're in LA. Everyone needs a lawyer. This guy is something fucking else. My favorite part though was when he's like walking on the street and like pushes the guy up against a car <laughs> pats him down but doesn't look at the guy like he's making direct yeah, eye contact <laughs> and i was like Holy completely shit. abusing his power that that's something i want to see in new york <laughs> that no that's la that's some west or coast LA. Shit. okay yeah. hey well, yeah i'm not i'm not getting into the whole stop and frisk thing that was controversial in, in the city i'm not going to get on that Right. That's true. That's true. Good. Good call. Um, yeah. We don't need this. We no, don't need we, this episode to get any more political don't. or whatever the fuck is going on, um, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Ruben blades across the board. I am not. And so, like, it's one of those things too, where like, like I feel like every choice he's making is a bad choice. And then so. Yeah. And that's the, like, and like I think that's the actor and whatever notes the director was giving him. But then on top of that. The character, they throw in this whole weird thing where he was having sex with Buck's wife, and like, but oh. they, but they've, they've made peace, and like, ultimately, it's such a, it's a, it's a bigger thing of like. There are so many things in this movie that never get explained, and I would yeah. love, I would love to bring up one that is so inconsequential, but I can't get past it. I cannot <laughs> get past it. Okay. Bruce Willis comes home to not his home and it's somebody put a hose in his house. Yeah. I, I, I have a note here that says who home alone to his house. <laughs> what? I mean, was it, was it Dale or Rose? Like I have no okay. idea. So here's the thing. I, and I, cause I understand that it's that Dale is the one killing these people. Right, like, yeah. like that's what's going on. But later in the movie, where it's also explained that we, we understand that Rose would know the code because she was having sex with, with Scott Bakula. But like, but like you can't, if the brother doesn't know the code, then he can't really get in there because clearly Scott Bakula has spent the money on a bitch in home yeah. security system. Yeah. But if it's Rose, why? And it's just, there's no, and then like, the way the, the, the movie responds is like he's just casually taking stuff outside for it to dry. I am I am baffled by this choice. It may, was was it like a a disgruntled landscaper? <laughs> like I I have no idea. Was it the detective? Would he have known? Was he just trying to like fuck with them? No, remember because because he has to buzz his way in multiple times. That's right. I don't. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. Unless the detective was upset about him with the sprinkler. Then when, uh, when he put the sprinkler on and got him wet, oh. was his vengeance. But again, he doesn't know the code. I, I don't know. 
But again, this is why this movie's bad. <laughs> there's, listen, there's a reason why this movie is considered very bad, and it's this amongst many other things. Uh, well, uh, another part that scared the crap out of me was the snake in the mailbox. That okay? That's that scared you? Oh my god! Didn't see that coming. That scared me so bad. But also, like the landscaper couldn't see him laying in the road and like the car flying up almost hitting him i'm like did nobody see that he's in distress and no one's helping him i also was just like what is wrong with people okay now now i took a shot at new york earlier grant i apologize for that but now i'd love to take a shot at la and feel like somebody driving around a body in the street seems very la to me yeah it's just, oh my god! I don't know. I, based on nothing, I don't, I know, I don't think it's I know anybody. Like, from get out of the road, jackass! I could just see that being a thing. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. The snake scared me. Um, but the, but like, but now, like, do we think someone put it there, or did the snake just def- somehow crawl up in there? No, that was Dale. That was Dale. Okay. But again, it's so like, what a weird ass thing to do. This guy. There's a new therapist. Fuck him. I'm going to put a snake in the mailbox. He's trying to fuck with him. He's just really trying to, like, catch him off his guard, I guess. So weird. So weird. Was it a poisonous snake? It it was a rattlesnake. Rattlesnake? Yeah. Are rattlesnakes that poisonous? Yeah. They can kill you. If you you don't get it treated pretty quickly, it'll kill you. Yeah. I just... I don't know. Like, I... And the fact that you had to say, like, if you don't get it treated pretty quickly, it's like, so sure. But if you get bit, you could go to, like, get a fucking python or something. Like, I don't know. Like, it seems so, like, yeah. what a weird-ass thing to do. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to yeah, hopefully. I mean, I, you could have put a gardener shit. snake in a mailbox, and I would have had that same reaction. Yeah, well, you would. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you scared of gardener snakes? I just don't, like. Just all snakes? Yeah. All snakes in general? Now, I have had, like, you know in elementary school when they had well they used to they would have like the snake man come with all his snakes adam you know what i'm talking I about i do yes he came to our school the reptile man yes the reptile man and i had the big boa constrictor wrapped like <clears throat> around me that didn't bother me like that's such a big snake like that now this sounds really weird like no the- i cannot believe you just dropped the reptile man yeah. on me i am <laughs> Jesus, you can't, I can't be drinking 9.9% alcohol and have you drop the reptile man on me. Jesus Christ. That doesn't seem fair. It's those, (laughs) those little to medium sized snakes that are scary. Not the big, big ones. Cause you could see them. Sure. Yeah, that that rattlesnake (laughs) is pretty big. That I was know so there was great. not a lot of logic to that, but Grant, that was a great, <laughs> like I I I can't easily dismiss my own wife anymore. But that was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. The bigger the snake is, the less scary it is. <laughs> oh oh shit. man, that's amazing. Um, I love the part. Okay, so we gotta talk about. Well, we don't have to talk about the sex scene, but the like. Oh yeah. Well, why not? The sex. I mean, that's, that's, that's why people. That's why people are tuning in. It was yeah, like the sex day. Yes. I don't know. Uh, you know. That um, was a marathon. What an interesting way to film it, where you're like cutting to like different, like well, you're cutting to different areas of the house, and then you cut to like the two hang gliders, and then you go that back. Is, to the, the that's sex baffling. Day. 
I was so like, what is what that? So that that's so that, that I forgot about the hang gliders. That's that's truly amazing. <laughs> what an amazing cut that was. Yeah. I mean, we talk about the cut in Lawrence of Arabia where he he blows out the match and you're in the desert. But then there's this <laughs> yeah. cut to the hang gliders. And it's like, I mean, which which is better? I don't know. But the the sex scene is so interesting because I get that it's it's a it's it's passionate and whatever and that's great, but some of these scenes it's like who wants to who okay I I, I will say the blunt words who wants to give oral underwater why are they doing this well I was like no, she's br she's taking in a lot of water when she's doing that like that didn't seem nice for anybody nobody's getting any enjoyment out of that. No. And, yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, I don't, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying to say this as as carefully as possible. Listen, we're here for you. Okay. Um, when you're underwater like that, I feel like the difference in... Mm, Sensation? Yeah, thank you. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Uh, it, it probably isn't all that different. For Bruce Willis, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it that way. Sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like. There's no extra. Like, oh, I'm underwater. It feels like 75 times better, or anything. Yeah, but or, or just just even from like where it was originally to where it goes to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm trying to keep this as <laughs> <laughs> as like you know PG 13 as possible. But like, I feel like even that's it's like it's not a. It wouldn't be a. It's, such a difference like you you know it's not worth drowning over that's all i'm trying to say yes right uh, yes great yeah we, nobody wants the, to, to die over that and it's funny because like the, and then like when they're in bed or when they're in the shower like those very steamy very passionate very sweaty i get it yeah yeah, yeah that's and that's great. and that's overrated too what the shower stuff it's overrated oh my god it takes it just takes it takes a lot of court it takes a lot of verbal communication with your partner to make sure that that's all Going and, and to be, I mean, yeah, and to be fair, that does seem like a very big shower, a very roomy shower. It did. I think that Pat, the, the whole house was extravagant. I'm yeah. sure they had some space. There's probably a bench in there to like, okay, let's take it. We're going to sit for a second, oh, take a breather. Yeah. Now, yeah, these sex <laughs> scenes didn't do anything for me. Like, I was just kind of like, what? No, this is, uh, I don't know. Like, that's, yeah, that's the it. feeling I had. What I did like is when they're out to dinner She's going to get the car, or she's trying to get a taxi, oh. and he pulls her behind the like the pillar, the column, the pillar, yeah, and the pillar, and uh, makes his move, and it was just like, I was like, yes. Oh, I I don't want to yeah, totally miss. I, I understand. Yeah, I understand. I don't want to misquote you, but you were like, you can do that to me anytime. Was basically <laughs> what there was something like did. that. I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, no, no water. Don't push no, me in the water. No, no, Don't, yeah, you yeah. know, let me enjoy my showers without dogs and kids. And, like. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You, this, I, I will, I will say, and especially because it's summer break. So the kids are here and I, and I haven't started working yet, like at the office. So I'm here too. Like I feel it, but like there, M Melissa does not get a second in a room. <laughs> where there isn't a child or a dog with her. And so it's like, I just like the idea of like, can you give me five minutes by myself? <laughs> like yeah. you can't pee without a dog in the no. bathroom yes. with you. Yeah. 
And then the second the dog leaves, a, a child's there. And then a the child's other, outside the and door. And then another child's there because the other child's there. And it's just, you know, yeah. Can't catch, can't catch a break. No. <laughs> That's me time. <laughs> okay, so 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 we have so Bruce Willis is on the case, and we and we find out about a Doctor Needlemeyer because because Dale wants Richie to not have to go to to go to therapy anymore, and then we get a really like, and uh, Grant, I I want it because Melissa didn't notice this, but I want to know if you did. When when Bruce Willis goes to the Needlemeyer house. Mm. There's a a like a, a statue of a face, and yeah. he he talks to her, and when you see it at first, the face is just like it's like out, and then they have the weird conversation. She slams the door on him, and he leaves. But the face that the column when he leaves is turned, like it was it. Yes, it, it it's facing a different direction, which and this so yeah. it, that that's another unexplained thing. But like I and I don't. This, this really comes into play later, but I, I have to bring it up now. The, the kind of religious tones this movie takes, especially towards the end very of the movie. Very strange. The end is very abrupt. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the score, the score just backs that up. It's like the yeah. choir orchestral singing in the background. Yes. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't notice those fa the face changing. Um, but I did notice, like, when they pan up to the face, I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. That's weird why they do that. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. I, uh, I, I do want to, um, yeah, the, the whole, like, the whole religious iconography, I, I feel like I didn't really catch it in the beginning of it or even the middle, but when Bruce Willis goes into the furniture shop at the end, all of a sudden it's just very overt mm -hmm. and, un and unearned, in my opinion. <laughs> It just it, it doesn't tie into anything. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I so, love that you said know. unearned. It's whatever could be further from unearned. Of yeah. course, it's unearned. Yeah. <laughs> well, just just shoved in your face. Yeah. So you didn't see the face change, but did you catch when Bruce Willis goes to? Is it Danny? Yeah, it's uh, it's Paradox Iron is the name of the place, I believe. When he goes to meet. Like Danny, Dale, the brother. Dale, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. He goes and knocks at the door, and then as he's walking around, you see somebody come to the window, look at it, and then go away. And it's Rose. And Adam didn't see I didn't it. I noticed that, dude. That that's actually that that was a that was I I don't I do not want to give this film any credit, but there is a moment where like he knocks, he's trying to find Dale, and he can't get in the one door, so he goes around. And as he's yeah. going around, you could see the curtains go and then quickly go back. And it's clear somebody like but, looking to see who it is. But you see and like Rose's Rose. hair color. And at this point, you don't know, at least I didn't know at this yeah. point, that right. Rose was Richie and whoever. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, at first I was like, was that bro? And then I was like, Adam, did you see it? And he's like, no, no, no. And he's looking at me like I made something up. And then I made him go back. And he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, that's amazing. Oh, I was like so shocked, but yeah, they. That's. There were certain things that they were clever on, but the, yeah, the payoff kind of wasn't there, I guess. So like, great for the people that <laughs> noticed it. Yeah, it's there. There are a few a few things this movie does that 
have potential, I guess. <laughs> um, that moment's great. I didn't even notice that. There, the moment where Bruce Willis talks to, he goes to uh, Sandra's house, you know, and Bonnie storms out, quote unquote, Bonnie storms out, and Sandra's like, "No, it wasn't Richie. It was, it was uh, Clark. Clark was. He's he's really he's mean and he's you know aggressive. All this stuff." And then next group therapy session, she fucking needles Clark to the point where he explodes just to get Bruce Willis to pay attention to him more on the case. It was just very, it was just, like, there's just little things like, and of course, Brad Dorff does a great job selling that. And there's just certain things in this movie that are very few and far between, but very effective. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I, I will say that I think the, the one thing that this movie got right was, I mean, is the cast and I will say outside yeah. outside of Ruben Blades um I do think that everybody is really I I mean at one point at the end I'm like you know in another world Jane March like she's she is swinging for it and I got real the other movie I I think this that this movie is ripping off is The Crying Game which comes out 2 years before yeah. which is also this erotic thriller also about a woman Pretending, well, in crying game, it's a, it's a woman. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a man pretending to be a woman, and this is a little bit different. But it, this, it felt like we're trying, we're gonna cash in on the crying game vibes, but we're gonna make this way more sexual. Um, but, but, could, yeah. but, but I do think, I mean, like I, I, as kind of fucked up as they all were, the group therapy scenes, I always thought were very entertaining. Right, I, I agree. For, yeah, I mean, Adam, I want I wanted to ask you about this because you're 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 big into stage stage productions, things like that. Those group therapy sessions felt very much like a a, a state like a play. If it, it just like it, it felt much just like a like a two act play where just you don't leave you don't leave the, the the office and you're just kind of watching these characters interact with each other and like that's basically where you are the entire time. Like to me, well, to me, it kind of felt like something like that. Yeah, and what I what I liked about some of those scenes is you could sense the the character's familiarity in that space, right? Yeah, totally. The, the walking, like the way I mean, and yes, I, I think an example is like Brad Dorff is obsessive compulsive, but the way that he like he just knows how many books are in the mm-hmm. room, right? And then mm-hmm. he so casually walks around. People are going through cupboards, and people know where. They're getting a soda. Drink. They're getting a soda out of a, a cr- cabinet. They're laying. Uh, Who wants room temp Pepsi? You do. God, you are weird. I like, God, you're weird. Yeah. You only do that when you have like a tummy ache. What? <laughs> you drink soda when you have a tummy ache? If you if you have well, that's how I was raised, I guess. If you have like like a warm carbonated a warm carbonated drink when you have an upset stomach. Oh. See, I, do, I have very I sensitive teeth, so if something's too cold, I don't like it. So I like just oh, okay, you know. I do, but I do like what I do think the 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 remedies our parents taught us. I think are really great. Do, I, do you remember? Did you ever have the thing where, like, when you were choking, your parents would say, "Put your hands up." <laughs> that would mm-hmm. that would help you not choke. Yeah, yeah. My 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 mom's uh, my my wife's parents do that with my daughter when she's like when it goes down the wrong when water goes down the wrong pipe. She has to put her, put her arms up. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't in my house, but I, 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 I'm familiar. I had, and I still do it to this day, and Adam, <laughs> do you know what I'm going to say? I do, I don't. When you have the hiccups, oh, this, yes, yes, you yes. get a glass of water and you put a paper towel over like the top of it, mm-hmm. and you drink the water through the paper towel so it like filters it, and then your hiccups will be gone. 
Okay. Adam's tried it and he doesn't believe it, but every time he does it, I'm like, do you have hiccups anymore? And he, he stops and he has to think and he never does. And I'm like, it either works or it distracts you. So you stop hiccuping, but it works. And I, yeah, I, I stop. That's all. Yeah, and I, I refuse to give you any credit for that. So I'm just not, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not publicly. I'm not, I'm not going to do Give my mom. The no, credit. I'm not giving anybody publicly credit for that at all because I think it's bullshit, but, but yes, it, it, it has. It, <laughs> Um, okay, so so. Oh, oh, I have one more. Oh no, do it. Kind of do it. Oh, just cr crazy thing that I'm. I didn't understand. So Bruce Willis has his another doctor, like in New York, that he like his like a mentor. Another mentor, yeah. And so he gets him to come. I think if I'm saying this right, gets him to come to. Well, no, he's already or, there. He's oh. there for like a conference yeah. or something. Okay. A con the convention. It's what? like, yeah, uh, really, well, a, a really stupid coincidence. <laughs> so weird. To make the plot and, work. Yeah. And it, w it was even more like awkward and like, why are we watching this old man work out? And then when you think <laughs> that is just awkward, we're now watching him in a sauna where Bruce he's, Willis yeah, he's having a schmitz. He's just doing fully his thing. dressed. <laughs> like Bruce Willis is just fully dressed, having a conversation with the man in the sauna. Like. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, this is awkward, and I don't get it. What is this telling me? <laughs> if you if you go if you go into this if you go into that sauna, you need to you got to towel up. You, you can't. You just got to take your clothes off, put them in a locker somewhere. You you just can't do it. This is going to ruin your clothes. I definitely got strong. Uh charlie kelly vibes when he goes to the sauna with frank and it's always sunny in philadelphia and is fully clothed um i only i only have one more thing i specifically want to bring up but uh but in case it doesn't come up grant i want to what, what what else do you got you want to bring up um here's something interesting adam i know you're a big pulp fiction fan i am um the outfit that bruce willis wears when he goes to see uh or he goes to see Casey. He's the exact same outfit when he goes he goes to get the watch back. I can't. That, that's so. It's the same, that is it's the same outfit. <laughs> the, the jacket is it, the, now now because I'm that big of a pulp fiction. It's not the exact same jacket, but it is no, damn close enough. It's pretty. It's the same. It's the same color. It's a little bit different cut. It's but oh he has like God. the the bright blue jeans, the t-shirt. It's the same outfit. That's amazing. Yes, I I definitely <laughs> noticed that. Good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think everything that I really wanted to hit, we hit. Oh, uh, I got one. Uh, the cinematography is a mess. Oh, yes. Everything. It's like what the use of mirrors and things like that. It was like, it was like they give a, like a film student, like the reins <laughs> to do it. And, and like, he doesn't really know. They, he doesn't really know what to do yet. He's like, okay, we'll just use mirrors. And it'll be cool looking and it's experimental. And it just completely distracting well and there's so it's funny you say that because there's there's two things i want to bring up that, and in the, the first sex scene before they fall into the pool the camera yeah. is tight on them and then it does a quick zoom out zoom of out. the architecture which is like what is happening um yeah. but it was and i i love let, let's stick with the world where this is like a grad student like director of photography who clearly has a love affair with Brian De Palma because there was a lot of split diopter shots where like yes. those two, like uh, a close up and something far away were both in focus 
And I was like, this has just got Brian De Palma, like, dressed to kill, blowout, written all over it. Um, oh, yeah. But no, that's that's very funny. Um, we we got to talk about the the literal, actual end of this movie. Jesus. <laughs> like like the last like ten seconds. <laughs> yes. So so, the we we got our our moment where the the villain has been vanquished, but of course Rose is still like, Rose doesn't know if she's Richie or Bonnie or whatever, and 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 she slips, and we, they they've made it to the top of this building. There are. There was thunder and lightning, and there's the gods are yes, coming the, down. Exactly, not just God, the gods. Oh Fucking my Zeus gosh. is coming down. Yes, <laughs> all and, of them. And yeah. but 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 and she slips, and he grabs her, and he pulls her up, and they have a moment, and then we get Reuben Blades just yelling like, "Come on, you motherfucker!" Don't leave me like this, you fucking cuckoo, or oh, whatever. He yells, you fucking daffodil, get me the a band-aid. daffodil, that's, that's right. That's what he yeah, says. That's, I think, the last line. Freeze frame, credits roll, the color of night starts playing. I was shocked. You, you shocked is an understatement. <laughs> you were, you wanted to go Dale on some people. You wanted to, like. Oh, the fact that I just sat through like a two and a half hour movie and that's how it ended was so like, I just got punched in the face. Ah, that's what I felt like. <laughs> Did I really want more of this movie to continue? Yes. Cause I didn't want it to end like that. Like I, there's gotta be like parts of this movie. Like it should be like part one part two, part three, part four, or like whatever, because there are so, there, I swear we're watching different movies throughout this entire movie. Yeah. You know? Yes. And it's, uh, and maybe even like the parts, it's like anything in group therapy was very interesting. And like anything at that office, I really enjoyed. And then kind of like anything out of that, it was like different universes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny because like, we we get these weird one-on-ones where like you know bruce willis goes to he goes to sandra's house and, th and then he goes to brad dorff's house and then he goes to lance Hendrickson, and we get these interesting little conversations that like i don't know how much they further the plot and i mean really the whole thing the with buck and martinez really takes us off on a fucking tangent yeah. It's it's interesting because I know the whole like the tie-in with the group therapy and and Richie and all that, but what these guys are going through is completely unrelated to the story, and it, it really doesn't serve any purpose. Mm -mm. It really it really doesn't. As much as much as I like the the performances of some of these guys, um, Lance Henriksen especially, I thought he was great in this. Yeah, I really liked his performance in this. It they it does knowing about his his wife or anything like that it doesn't really matter. Well, and then another added a, a plot twist, I guess I'm not even sure if that's the word you would use, is that they're all dating Rose. They're all they are all having a relationship with this Bonnie character. Yeah, and 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 she's Bonnie to everybody. Yeah. So the three of them are like, "Oh, how weird is that? We're all dating someone named Bonnie." Oh, and that's, she has red that's hair. That's weird. Oh my god. <laughs> like, like to yeah, that 
that is insane. The fact that three three people think they're dating or they're involved with somebody named Bonnie and they don't question it at the very least yeah. is insane. Not it's insane. Good, not good therapy. They're not flushing out. They're not they're really not even at a surface level. Because at a surface level you would be like, Your girlfriend's name's Bonnie, so is mine. Yeah. Gee, what oh, does she weird. look like? <laughs> yeah. Like if you were to be like, you know, five two to five five, like blondish brown hair, like something like she might wear a wig. I'm not sure, no, but no, yeah. but I'm saying like if you would have explained it like that, that could be a lot of people. But then if you're explaining it like, you know, oh, she's got like legs for days, long red hair, like that starts <laughs> and we all rope. live in the same city. Yeah. It's all kind of like, huh, this is. Oh, you're, you're, your Bonnie has a rose tattoo on her ass. My Bonnie has a rose yeah. tattoo on her ass. <laughs> this is what a coincidence. Um, um, Melissa, I actually have a, a question for you oh. about the um, Pulp Fiction. Again, the Bonnie situation. Okay. And um, the, um, so when she's Bonnie, she has really light eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're hard to see because she has, her wig has the bangs on it, but. So she goes from like having, you know, the brown, like the dark brown eyebrows that Rose has to a more faded color. You can't like switch back and forth within like 24 hours of, of your eyebrow color. So what do you think she does? Like makeup or something like that? Just like oh, yeah. kind of goes I over with some foundation? I think it's makeup because when you are looking at it, this wasn't like phenomenal makeup either. Like I can't looking back on it i'm like how i thought richie looked awkward but like i didn't think much of it i just it was the jarring, way they explained yeah. it i was just like okay it's somebody who's just like uh transitioning or free you know i don't know like yeah but then when you really figure out they're they're the story the plot's trying to tell you like it's the same person you start to look at it and go oh well duh it does look the same they're not putting contacts in. They're not doing crazy things to really try to try to change their appearance. It's a wig and makeup. So, and then when you really look at like all the characters, I think it I think it's all just makeup. Okay. And Adam made a good comment. A lot of when she, when it's Bonnie, the way her hair is, her bangs cover a good majority of her forehead, eyebrows, mm-hmm. which does at first glance when I first saw Bonnie storm out of the house, I thought it was weird that she didn't look him in the eye and then i was like oh she just yeah. really doesn't like him because he's you know coming to get her girl mm. or something yeah. i don't know but right. yeah yeah i remember when i when i first saw that scene when she's with with sandra i'm like oh that looks just like <laughs> looks just like rose in a red wig <laughs> and like so like i'm like i'm like are we i was like when are we supposed to know that bonnie and rose are the same person well, you know, and I think the the bigger question is, is why is Dale so adamant that Richie still exists, I guess? Yeah, I, I, I don't. And, and so wait, Rose is the Rose is the sister. Yes. OK. All right. So Richie, Rose and Dale. And yeah, so what's was he particularly fond of Richie? I don't know. And it's like, maybe if we knew what actually happened to Richie um, and how much Dale 
played yeah, a part it, of that because yeah, it's like I, maybe there's a lot of uh guilt or something yeah, yeah. guilt and uh, from dale that he's like richie would still be here today if it weren't for me that sort of thing who knows but oh, there wasn't maybe. enough information we're just kind of like okay this what Ma like rose is human yeah. <laughs> too yeah but but, but she's but a instead, woman but she, right yeah <laughs> So, but instead of that, we we got a subplot about the two cops having you know sleeping with the, sleeping with the same person. God, yeah, and I still like I almost feel like I could watch. I don't want to do this. Nope. Dear God, I don't want to do this. But like I could watch the last ten minutes of this movie over and over again, and probably write a report on it and just be like, why, like, why all of the sudden the religious. I don't want to say aspect, yeah. but like just like this weird. Like, I mean, I'm gonna throw it in your face. It's like they almost have like the stabbing of the hands and the feet, like Christ. Yes. It's weird. It is very weird. Yeah, like yeah, the mock the mock crucifixion to the chair. I just yeah, kind I just of thing. Wanna... Yeah, it, but it it comes it comes out of nowhere, like much like the snake in the mailbox. It comes out of nowhere. God. Religious aspects, right? A little, little bit of the snake there. The ser serpent, yeah. There if only is. Bruce Willis was eating an apple. That dude, boom. Um, so in terms of uh, we 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 don't ask too many questions on the on the show, but savior of the film, person who would show up and you'd be like, God damn, we're at least in good hands because this person's in the movie. Grant, you're the guest. Who who kept you in it? Who kept you like coming back for more? Um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think I might say Lance Lance Henriksen. I I think his performance felt the most real and grounded. Um, I just like I just like his work overall. Um, and yeah, I, I just I just bought his character more than I bought every other character. Melissa, what about you? Um, I almost, uh, Clark, but um, Brad Dorif. Thank you. Yeah. I I enjoyed him. I thought he was great i actually love him and i think everything he's just a a fun person to watch and i i loved he in the scenes when he's in the group like the office i mean he really is playing to every aspect in the room like even in the background of people talking he's counting books he's i just really liked how he was it's like the from the moment he walked into that scene he well obviously he's that character yeah. but um yeah i liked him and i guess i'll just round out people in the group because i'm gonna go with leslie ann warren as sandra um nice. i thought i thought she was fun i her, her her scenes with with bonnie were 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 like just interesting i think you got a real feel for her character um but i think it's great that we went the, i mean definitely the more seasoned actors yeah. in in the group sure. session uh yeah. kind of and honestly it was those scenes those scenes were like funny and weird, but like I was always, those scenes were always ones I'm like, who the fuck is gonna say what next? I was always interested in knowing yeah. what was gonna be said next. Right. They definitely and had a weird relationship with each other, like in, and how they spoke to each other in group and, but in a weird way, it was like believable because it felt like they've been doing this long enough. What didn't seem believable was their therapist dying and then like friends <laughs> taking over which i don't think we've talked about that enough but like how that's a thing and then how it's okay that he's like clearly 
Oh, that's that's California law too. You, Your friend you dies, you, you, you have to stay in their house. If you're staying yeah. with them, you own their house now. Yes. Yep. Just like very strange. Listen, yeah. California and probate takes forever. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You 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 do bring up a good you, when you mention California. I think I I don't know how this works. I don't know how like licensing works to practice <laughs> to practice your. You know, the psychiatry yeah. in these different, or, or psychology, or, or I don't, I don't know if it if it transfers from state to state. Um, but yeah, he might even be legally allowed to do that. Like he definitely well, can't like prescribe anything. I'm not sure if he's a psych, psychiatrist who can prescribe meds, but he is he is a doctor. I don't yes, know. yes, he has he has a PhD. Um, so I un, unless we have any other big last things i think we can ask the the sort of the final wrap-up question so grant we'll start with you as our guest yes color of night is this a good bad movie or a bad bad movie we took a lot of we took we gave this movie a lot of shit this is a great bad movie (laughs) i i i will never not enjoy this movie it's 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 bonkers in the best way possible I don't know if I'd say a great bad movie, but I am going to go with a good bad movie. And I I think we'll be watching this again. Agreed. Yes. And I'm, I hope, I mean, we didn't talk about it at all after we watched it the first time. So I hope I remember half of this (laughs) next time. But if not, then maybe that's better for me to just ex- keep experiencing these yes. like I've never watched them. It's just, you're just perpetually, perpetually changing. It's like your rose. You just change personalities. You'll watch it as a new person. <laughs> it's <it'll be> great. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm somewhere between good and great. I, I think that this is a... A, a meh? No, 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 between good and great. Oh. It's like a, it's a good movie. Um, no, I don't know, that, that's stupid. Um, no, a Groot? I, Groot, I am Groot. Uh, no, this is, I don't know, this is... Uh, I mean, it's it's too long. That's the thing. This movie yeah. is is too long. But it's like we there is so much going on. The loose ends, while maddening, are also kind of funny. They're they're ridiculous. We didn't even talk about the fact that Bruce Willis is driving like a remote controlled tank up Jane March's naked body in a tub. Oh, okay. oh there's a I lot have, we didn't talk about. So I, I, do, I do have a question of that. Okay, because that's like a pool toy. Who does that belong to? Was that just at the house? Was it Rose's because she's so young? I no, I think there's a <laughs> No, I think I think the race car bed catcher's mitt thing. I think there's a whole story about Bob that we don't know about. Oh god. What about Bob? Oh god. That's a sequel. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh but um no, I, I so I think yeah, those listening, I, you if you haven't seen this movie I think we all recommend it. It is worth a watch. Oh, for sure, yeah. Watch it with friends and watch it with booze. It's the only way to watch this movie. Definitely watch it with friends. This is not a movie to watch by yourself. No, not at all. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Grant, you loser. Uh, (laughs) Did you watch it by yourself the first time? When I was like twelve, <laughs> have you seen it? Was twelve the only time you've seen it? No, I've 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 probably like seen, uh, 
like growing up, you kind of find it on t- you know, TV and stuff like that. No, oh, but like, do you do you guys find this movie on you, TV? Uh, if yes, you kind really? of do. Yeah. Oh my god. Listen, like there was there were no alternatives back then. <laughs> yeah, you when you're a teenage you can... boy desperate for boobs, it, it's just kind of a thing. Oh my god! Yeah, you had you had to. It, it was the amount of planning you did. It was <laughs> it was like a seal te- It was like a it was like a Navy SEAL raid. It was just like the you amount know, of coordination that went into this. Adams explained this to me before, like just some of the movies that you watched when you were younger and you were like boobs or butts. Yep. He also, I'm going to out you. He also used to like take his sister's Victoria's Secret magazines. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I only had girls in my house. I just think that's so funny. Really? You oh. guys were that desperate? You yeah. take like, oh my God. Yeah. Be- beautiful woman in lingerie? I mean. Jeez. Listen, you, you know, a, yeah, I'm so happy I don't have te- any boys. I say a, a teenage <laughs> boy's mind is pretty singularly focused and it's it's not good so, you don't want to be in there was this movie like would this movie be better at what age <laughs> boy would this movie be at its peak to watch <laughs> so i don't want to speak for grant but like if you the older you get you would actually start thinking about the plot so this is like a, a like a 12 13 year old like oh boobs and stuff because the oh, more yeah, you actually sure. think about it it's like what the fuck is happening in this movie Wow. I I I enjoyed it more now than I did back then. I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it that way. When I watched my wife and I, we sat down and we watched it, and we both had a blast watching it. It's you know. Wait, so you so didn't it, watch this alone? I did when I was when I was younger. Oh, but no, but I mean I, like now. No, 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 no. When I watched it for for our for our for this episode, I watched it with my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I was no, like, oh, I no. feel bad. You had to watch this by yourself. We got, we got, we got. <laughs> no, my, take my wife, notes. How awful. <laughs> my my wife loves bad movies like I do, so. Oh good. Um, so she was all she was on board. Oh my god! Well, there you go. We got to get her on one of these. She's gonna she's gonna be on a a worst picture cast episode. Nice. My my wife. Uh, my wife and Joey's wife are gonna. We can do a, a four. Oh, we can do a four person one. Yeah. Nice. So. Well, I, I feel like we've come to the end of this episode. So, Grant, would you plug away? Plug away the shit that you're doing. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm, I'm on two podcasts, Best Picture Cast and Worst Picture Cast. Um, Best Picture Cast is where we talk about Oscar winners. And Worst Picture Cast is much like this, where we talk about terrible movies that we love. Although you guys... We, we kind of committed ourselves to doing less mainstream movies or actually no mainstream movies at all. <laughs> so we're kind of, we're kind of, you know, you know, biting, you know, biting down trying to find, find really great stuff to watch. Um, but yeah, we just dropped our, um, our splatter university for worst picture cast. We just dropped our splatter university episode, which is great. And then upcoming soon, we're going to have deadly prey coming out which is um is a very great movie if you haven't seen that it's it's like it's it's like if somebody watched rambo and completely missed the point and made <laughs> and made like an action movie about it <laughs> I've so heard got of, that i've heard up. of deadly prey it's great yeah check check that one out for sure um and then in best picture cast um we just released you can't take it with you and we have all the king's men coming out and I think soon we're going to have our 
uh, our first 45 rankings episode. So that'll be a that'll be a great listen for everybody. We had we, the first three seasons or the first no. Jesus, the first yeah, the first three seasons. <laughs> we talk about we rank all the movies that we've seen and I'm sure we're going to get into fistfights over it. So it'll be fun to listen to. Fun. Yeah, and and yeah, Melissa and I have been guests on 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 both shows and and highly recommend them. So please listen and like and all the all the things that you can do in the world of socials and following podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to do that. Yeah, at Best Picture Cast and at uh, that's on Instagram and then uh, and Twitter and on Twitter it's Worst Pick Cast P I C Cast. Uh, just reach out to us, say hello, and yeah, Adam and Melissa, you've as you've been on both and you've been excellent on both of them. So thank you for coming. I on. I keep telling Adam, I'm like, I, when are they going to ask me to come back on? Oh, oh, I don't. oh. Well, you guys, I, you um, I, <laughs> no, no, no. I, we, we, we already, we have a movie picked out for you guys. I, I showed you that a while ago. Oh, it's called, it's called, it's called Dangerous Men. Oh, that's right. And it's, it's, <clears throat> that is going to be a journey. Yeah. No, you guys <laughs> uh, that, are amazing. That, it's so fun to listen to you guys and just hang out with you guys. So. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That's that's basically it. We're just hanging out, talking movies. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed, and, and that's what we do too. Uh, and 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 thank you all for listening. Uh, again, you can find us on 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 uh, Twitter and Instagram, and listen to us in all the places where you can get podcasts. Uh, we are definitely at a point now where we don't quite know what the next episode is going to be, but that's all right. Yeah, I can guarantee in two weeks from the release of this, something else will be out there. So until. Our next shitty film. I am Adam. And I'm Melissa. And thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.